Hey, Warwick. Hey, Nicole Cox. I am really excited for the next autopsy club. What? It's open mic night. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. It took a minute to land. Oh, dear. I was waiting to see if our guest would um, vomit, (laughs) choke on his... I'm still struggling with it. Give me, I might get it by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being just, on it, Ben. I'm just, for anybody who didn't quite grasp that one, I'm just glad my name isn't Mike. Yes, well, I was going to change it, but anyway, no. All right. Uh, we've started a bit more of a trend lately where our guests tend to out themselves um, straight after your joke, Coxie. No, there's uh, going to be some benefit. They can't, <laughs> they can't stay silent. They're just It's just such high quality. Have you thought about you know joining the tour with like Melbourne comedy festival or Sydney Look, comedy I, I think that I could bring the goods. I really do. As a, a middle-aged mother of five children, I'm pretty sure that I've got plenty of fodder, particularly when three of them are teenage boys. I have seen some pretty shit acts in those tours as well. So not I'd that I'm saying right anything in. about yours, but, you know, you'd probably fit right in the middle there in the bell curve. I'm worried about what you're saying. Anyway, let's move on. All right, let's welcome our guest. Uh, listeners, we're joined by a guest who is pushing through. And it's probably indicative of um, a bit of bit of his journey over the last bunch of years, um, but he's pushing through some adversity today uh, to join us, Ed Ross from Trademark. Welcome back to the podcast, mate. Well, it's good to be back. Good to be back. It's been a it's been a while, or as Coxie says, I can't say this without feeling ridiculous. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, I always feel has. a bit seedy when I say that. It has, yeah. I reckon you were, we were, uh, well, your podcast was out the first one that Dan and I were ever on, I reckon. That's how long ago it was. I reckon it was, I reckon that was our first ever podcast. And there's a, yeah, been a few hundred since then. So it's, uh, yeah, good to do the full circle, mate. Well, well how do you it was, feel? it's like celebrity status here. <laughs> I'm just glad we set the bar so low <laughs> that everything else was better after that. Yeah, it's been, it's been good, mate. It's good to be back. <laughs> That has been a while, mate. How long's uh, how long's Trademutt been in full existence? Trademutt, um, well, trading has been since yeah, fifteenth of March, twenty eighteen. So just over five years now. So um, yeah, oh, hey. gotten through the death curve of most uh, small businesses, and we're we're still here. <laughs> We've tried to tried to kill it a few times through uh, negligence and poor uh, decision making, but hey, look, we're still here. I love that a business that's surviving despite the owners. Yeah, I know. We're, um, no, we, it's yeah, we're we're not uh, yeah immune to to cash flow issues and stresses like everyone else. It's the same uh, same merry go round. But it's yeah, I think we're very fortunate from learning from uh, from mistakes and not not making the same stuff up twice. That's been uh, yeah, been very good. It's an interesting lesson too, I think, Ed, in perception. And for our listeners tuning in. It's easy to look at a business like yours that gets a lot of press and, you know, you're everywhere, it seems. Um, I, I can't I can't sort of go anywhere without seeing one of your fucking shirts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah and yet, really. you know, there's still shit that goes on in the background. It's not all wine and roses and, uh, you know, award no, frigging profits. No, no, far from it. I think that, um, you know, we... 
through COVID um, it was like a blessing and a curse. There was increased demand for our product, um, tougher to get product into the country. Um, we thought, yeah, you sort of get a false sense of security. And I think that's what a lot of um, a lot of businesses fall into when there's sort of those spikes in demand. You think, wow, this is the new norm and you yep. go hard at that. And then all of a sudden you're sitting on a wedge of product or um, yeah, you've stuffed up a quote somewhere and all of a sudden you're looking at it going, shit, these numbers don't work anymore. Um, and then you've got the, you know, we've got 12 staff um, and, you know, it's, 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 like I talk to a lot of mates that it's pretty much a full-time job, just, just overseeing, managing them, um, you know, Dan and I uh, managing them. We've obviously got the charity as well as another sort of 13, 14 staff over there. So um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty full on uh, thing running a, running a small business and, you know, we're definitely yeah, not immune to, yeah, the ebbs and flows of, uh, you know, the business lifestyle. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, it is easy to perceive it as, wow, it must, you know, you know, guys are killing it. It's going great, but um, it's, <laughs> it's only going great because we're working hard through the fuck ups to um, ensure that they're solved and they don't happen again. It's not important to point out, Sorry. I think, because yeah. we, as Warwick said, it, it looks very glamorous from the outside looking in and yet how validating is it to know for those people out there listening and, and so much of this leads into where we're going in this conversation but you know it can be really isolating not doing so great in business so to hear experiences from something that looks really glitzy and glamorous to understand that you know what running business is really fucking hard it doesn't matter what kind of business you're running it's going to be challenging um i think it's really important to be giving that feedback so that they can uh, i guess see themselves in business because that's something that we don't do well in the trades we don't share our vulnerabilities around what we're doing in business and how tough it can be so i think it's really admirable ed that you guys are okay to put your hand up and say you know what it can be really challenging oh shit yeah and i mean like yeah we're, we're very much like the growth mindset um reach out get help find people smarter than you i think that anyone that's white knuckling it trying to figure it out on their own is just doing themselves a massive disservice because it's like don't try and pretend you do know something just because you think you should. And yeah, I mean, Dan and I are lucky because obviously, yeah, best mates, but co-founders, he's good at stuff that I'm not good at. I'm good at stuff that he's not good at. But at the same time, we know when we need outside counsel or outside support uh, and we're consistently ringing other people, finding better ways of doing it and reaching out to other business owners that are doing it, you know, better than us. And mm -hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, the idea that you've got to try and figure it all out yourself is just a very old school fucked mentality. Um, and no one's ever succeeded trying to do anything on their own. So, um, yeah, it's until those yeah business owners sort of look themselves in the mirror and understand that there's no downside to reaching out and getting help. Um, yeah, the better it's sort of going to be. Have you guys always been open to that, Ed? Oh, shit, shit. Well, we, how the fuck were we ever going to make work where, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're two chippies, for God's sake. So, like, literally from the get-go, we were ringing people, setting meetings, asking questions, getting passed on to the next person. Um, we've we've had that had that mentality from the get-go, you know what I mean? How do you do a cash flow budget? What's, how do you set up a business? How do you register an ABN number? Fuck, it, all these things. No one, you know, the, the one thing we do know that school does, you know, doesn't teach us is anything about life outside of uh, school. So... Um, yeah, these are things that we need to ask a million different people, a million different questions to get to where we are now. And it's the same thing continuing on, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you never get to a stage where, yep, it's all understood and it's all known. It's, you know, like we're at now, like with the charity, everything's governance and ensuring like financial security going forward. It's like, right, oh, well, who do we need to talk to about that? Um, like we had a 
strategy board meeting the other week. And then to, like we just before this podcast, we've just had an hour long conversation with, you know, our finance guy that's on our board plus our finance team we work with and they're nutting it out. And I'm learning from that. Dan's learning from that. Um, and the senior leaders that we've got in the business are also learning from that. And then it's, you know, later this week, we've got, um, you know, another board meeting around governance and ensuring that everything's, you know, there's just all these things that you need people to come in and do for you. So, um, yeah, to level up, you need, you need better people and, um, you need to ask better questions basically. Mm. You ever pitch yourself, Ed, and think, I can't believe I'm sitting here in a financial meeting with my team discussing shoring up a, a charity to ensure oh, the future? Sitting on my couch with a head cold and, um, yeah, sucking down long blacks like they're going out of fashion. Um, yeah. Out you, mate. <laughs> not, not really. I think, um, yeah, it's weird. Dan and I aren't very good reflectors. Um, and it's it could be an ego thing, but we're we're very driven by knowing that the job is nowhere near done mm-hmm. and that there's never going to be a day. And Dan often says it, you know, there's never going to be a day where we walk into the office, put our feet up on the desk and like, yep, fuck, we solved that. Um, it's more getting over the next issue, next problem and continuing to forge in the right direction. And I think that if you start getting comfortable about where you're at, um, the drive falls away and you, you can't continue forward. So like we, like when big moments happen, like, you know, we just, ticked over two and a half million bucks worth of free care to the, to the community, you know, that's sort of a, wow, fuck, look what, look what, ha- look what's happened compared to, you know, where we started, but it's also, you know, there's, you know, a trip to, to, to Melbourne this week. We've got, you know, big meetings with, you know, national retailers. Um, we've got Bunnings trade shows coming up. We've just, you know, got events, we've got keynote speaks, you know, there's so many things that are, continually moving us forward um, that it's onto the next problem and, and um, yeah, solving the next issue basically. So yeah, we're not very good reflectors, I would say. Do you ever get nervous? Like you, you're jumping from the fire pan into frying pan into the fire consistently here. You keep pushing outside of what I presume are your comfort zones. Do you ever, before you go and do the next thing, feel that fear? Uh, yeah, certain things. I mean, one of the, um, one of the biggest fears I suppose that I had this year um, was we just launched a, the four day work week trial with our team in, in February. Um, and I was like the biggest proponent for that. I'm like, yep, this is what we want to do. Like I want that lifestyle. Dan wants that lifestyle. Um, I know our team should benefit from this. All the data backs up that it's going to work. And then the night before I just got fucking very anxious, just like, holy shit. What if this actually doesn't work? This could be a monumental fuck up it's going to be hard to like turn the team back around and go back to five days. Have we just mm. bitten off more than we can chew? Um, but you don't know until you try something. And I mean, it's been a monumental success. Like it's been incredible. Um, and it's something that, yeah, we're definitely going to be maintaining into the, into the future. So um, yeah, anxieties and, and stresses continue to happen, but I think it's also learning how to, how to manage those things. Like even, you know, I was just saying this morning, we had a senior leadership team meeting with, um, with TX and, you know, I, uh, get very, you know, hard on myself, especially when I'm crook. So like yesterday I'm laying in bed being like, fuck you useless. Like you need to be, you know what I mean? Everyone else is working today. And then it's also understanding that's like, actually, no, I'm sick for me to be able to help everyone else and do better. I need to get better. So just shut up, lay down, relax, eat some, uh, eat some cold and flu tablets and uh, <laughs> get back on track. So yeah, I think it's just being able to, yeah, work work your way through it personally and know what your triggers are and, um, yeah, work to improve. Mm. Ed, are you 
you sort of answered the question I was going to ask you before, which is that whole expectations versus reality. You're five years into this gig. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, you guys are a couple of chippies or former chippies, um, although you still wear short shorts and thongs, so you, you oh, still God, look yeah. the part. <laughs> uh, how, does, how does reality match expectations this far down the track? Are you doing what you wanted to do or what you, you want to do now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, at stages you feel as though you're not because like we were sort of saying, you know, cash flow issues, staff issues, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, luckily Dan and I, and it, you know, yeah, it's funny. Like there'll be days where we're, we're having a shocker and it's like, fuck, today's a tough day. Um, but we always, you know, either one of us will be like, well, look, it's either this or we can be out fucking screening concrete, you know? So like, what would you rather be doing? It's like, right. Oh, well, yeah, it's not actually that bad. Put it back in reality. Um, and, and be like, you know, what we do have here, a lot of people, um, yeah, look at and and respect and we need to, you know, honor that and honor them and work hard to continue to make sure this thing survives and, and thrives to make the impact we are in the community, um, larger going into the future. So yeah, there are days where you're like, fuck, be a lot easier um, to be doing something else, you know, building a deck or, um, you know. Mm standing a frame but it's like no no we're here to do this job um and we do love it i mean there, there's definitely days where we don't but 95 percent of the time we do and um it's uh yeah it's an incredible sort of journey that we've been fortunate enough to be you know be on mm. now there may be some listeners that aren't fully across what you guys are up to <laughs> um, yeah yeah You've mentioned TX, uh, and I suspect most people would know Trademart, um, whether they've got your gear or they've seen it. Um, you guys have done, you've done a fucking amazing job of of securing some high profile relationships, and uh, you know I'm I'm a little bit envious to be honest, mate. And I think uh, yeah, it's super impressive, and I'm blowing a bit of wind up you here, Ed, but uh, it's deserved, mate. From <laughs> I remember bumping into you guys in the car park outside of Dan Murphy's uh, a bunch of years ago. And we talked about, you know, the first podcast that you guys did. And, you know, from where you two fellas were then to now, just five years down the track, you know, for an, for an old bloke like me who's been scratching around in business for over 20 years, that is a fast, um, that's a fast rise to quote unquote fame and fortune. Um <laughs> But some of our listeners might not be as familiar with the TX aspect and the social enterprise um, yep. part of what you guys do. Can you just give them a quick insight into um, how that works and I guess what your mission actually is, mate? Yeah, yeah, no worries. So, yeah, so Dan and I are co-founders and, um, you know, directors of two businesses. So Trademark uh, is obviously the first. So we're a social impact workwear company by tradies for tradies. So. Uh, yeah, launched in 2018. Dan lost a close mate to suicide. Um, we wanted to start a business to make change uh, in the mental health space. And, and as we say, make an invisible issue impossible to ignore. So launched Trademark, um, 50% of our profits uh, are donated to TX, which is the um, non-for-profit that Dan and I also founded. That, that launched, um, well, the, the idea of it came you know, about within sort of the first 12 months of Trademark being around, but we didn't launch and get our first call until the... 8th of June, 2020, in the middle of COVID. Um, and and TX uh, is, a, is a free text and call service to mental health counsellors, Monday to Friday, 8am to 10pm. And its uh, its mission is to remove the physical and financial barriers that have previously existed for um, the blue collar workforce to access private sector mental health counselling. And the whole you know vision around TX is to be the mental health counselling service that you tell your mates about. Um, and for us to be able to do that, we need to provide top quality care 
uh, to help bring that bring bring down those barriers uh, and ensure that we're we're always free um, and that we're you know c- can be accessed by anyone in the blue collar space or those that care about them. So uh, yeah, trade mutt. Um, our contribution to TX thus far, we've been able to provide over $700,000 worth of free counselling to the community. And then TX as a whole with our other alliance partners and funders, we've been able to provide over two and a half million bucks worth of free counselling in, uh, yeah, almost three years. It's incredible. Nice, mate. Hey, tradies in business, was here. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure. I'm joined by Coxie, of course. Hello. You may not know this, tradie or tradie wife or whoever you are listening to this program, but we're business coaches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that feels weird no. to say. <laughs> <laughs> but we do actually work with people just like you to solve a bunch of problems. And we have this fantastic program called the Tradiepreneur Program. And that's how we do it. And we do it with a wonderful community of trade business owners who are all trying to fix or improve or change things to progress. Things like getting behind on quoting, Coxie. Feeling overwhelmed, behind on your invoicing, feeling really stressed or frustrated about the money stuff. Sometimes you can pay the bills, sometimes you can't. What about staff? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, staff. Trying to get them to do what you want them to do, if you can even find them in the first place. Uh, there's so many struggles and we've seen clients tackle these things in their trade businesses in a quite a short space of time, to be honest, Mm -hmm. during the program and recruit staff at a time where everybody was saying you can't get good staff, Mm -hmm. improve their quality from their team, collect their debts much more quickly. We have tips. Yes. Getting tips. Yes. So uh, people rounding up, customers rounding up the invoice by hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. because they're so happy with the sales process and the experience of dealing with the trade business owner and their team. So some amazing stories from our clients. But, you know, as they say in the the commercials, don't take it from us. Uh, (laughs) Hear what some of our clients have to say. Coming into Christmas, we are not worried about money. We've got enough money in the bank to pay everybody's leave. There's work booked in for the new year. And for the first time in a long time, we'll be having three weeks off and not worrying about the business. That's probably the biggest win of all. Using the cash flow forecast, I've been able to look into the future and see where I'm going to be situated financially. And it's actually started to have a huge bearing on whether or not I make purchases. By far, one of the best things about working with Nick and Woz are the other businesses that are working alongside them. It is amazing how empowering it is to be working alongside like-minded people who have similar goals, similar troubles. We can all relate to each other and everybody helps everybody out by figuring out problems with you that they may have faced previously. Everybody has solutions and constructive feedback and it's an incredibly friendly, warm, welcoming environment, not threatening at all. From every job, I know that I will get a sustainable wage that's industry leading. I can have at least 10 to 20% profit and I can pay taxes, super, all of that. And I do not have to question whether or not I can because of the way that it's been built. And that is thanks to traders in business and what they've taught me and what I've learned. So there you go. There's some real people. We did not pay them to say those things. (laughs) And I think that sounds a lot better than Coxie and I reading them out.
we really would love for you to check out more about how you could take your trade business to where you would like it to be. Surely you have a vision of what things could be like or what you wish they were like on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that is reducing stress or actually making more money. Maybe it's spending more time with the family, taking more holidays, having the choice Mm. that you really wanted when you started your business instead of this beast that seems to be there for many of you listening to this program. So if you want to find out more about how we do this through the Tradypreneur program, Coxie's going to tell you all about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually not. I'm going to be really secretive and uh, keep all of our magic up our sleeves. What I would like you to do though, is head on over to tradiesandbusiness.com.au. You can learn all about us, why we do what we do and how you can work with us, what that actually looks like. There's a whole bunch of free stuff there for you to download, uh, lots of options. We've always got new stuff going up onto the website and a great place for you to learn a whole bunch more about how you can work with us. You can even book a 15 minute chat for free. Free. That's how abundant we are. So head over to the website, uh, check it out, book a chat with us, and we'd love to find out if you'd be a great fit for the Tradypreneur community and start hanging out with some of those people that you just heard from. (laughs) And must have a huge direct impact, which is something we're keen to to chat with you about in today's episode. I guess, you know, when when we first uh, spoke to you guys on this podcast, uh, it was early days and uh, big visions and dreams um, and sounds like a lot of them have come to fruition. But uh, I guess Nick and I are a bit older. We've been around a while. We've been around the block a couple of times in business. and yeah, um, <laughs> Okay, just me. But, uh, you know, I've, I've had involvement um, because of my own personal experiences as well with different um, suicide prevention and mental health um, organizations over the years. And at my age, it's easy to become cynical. And I think a lot of consumers, in inverted commas, probably a bit jaded and cynical about, you know, any issue. Just pick any issue. It could be the environment. It could be um, domestic violence. It could be this stuff that we're talking about with mental health and suicide and, and, uh, you know, I guess stress-related issues. There's lots of organizations that say lots of stuff, that have programs, and it's probably easy for people to go, oh, yeah, just, you know, another business that's hiding behind the do-good um, aspect to just line their pockets with cash. Have you guys come up against that in your um, growth in the business? And, you know, uh, do you see that in the marketplace? And, and if so, how have you dealt with it, mate? Yeah, well, surprisingly enough, like we haven't personally, like, you know, heard outside noise of us, of people asking those questions. Uh, like we're all around, you know, integrity and transparency. So transparency is the the number one value that, that we've always had. And it started when Dan and I were doing cash jobs for, you know, single mothers um, in evenings, you know what I mean? Because um, they'd been ripped off by builders beforehand. Um, we went in there, we're cleaning up a mess and I still vividly remember it. It was a job, you know, in Red Hill and Dan standing out there. It was about nine o'clock at night and this woman, she'd been, fucking taken for a complete ride by this builder. Um, and somehow she'd gotten on to Dan. We'd gone to do this cash job to try and fix up this mess. And we we're standing there on this yellow tongue subfloor. And, you know, she's asking those questions and Dan just looked at her and goes, I guarantee you that everything that we do will be transparent. So you understand what is going on here. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and he said, you know, transparency is key. And that's been the value that he and I have had since that you know, day basically. Um, and the reason that we've gone and started our own non-for-profit is because, well, it's the money that 
we're donating out of our business um, mm. and we weren't going to just go and invest that anywhere. Um, it would have been easier for us just to donate to Lifeline or Beyond Blue and tick a box, but mm. we're very driven by outcomes, ensuring that impact's being made. And to be honest, a lot of the organisations that were out there weren't filling the void that we are with TX. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got live impact data through our ROI dashboards, um, all the obviously with the charity, all of our financials are um, are up on the ACNC website. So yeah, getting there and have a dig around, and uh, yeah, our whole thing is just being you know extremely transparent around where the money is going and what we're doing with it. Because I think you know us um, looking at the mental health space beforehand, we didn't think that the donated dollar was being you know invested probably in the right areas. Um, but we felt as though we could probably control our outcomes better and get a better return on investment for our donors. Um, by controlling that ourselves. So um, it probably could look like, you know, uh, fuck, these guys are in charge of the money on both ends, um, but we've got a board um, that we're held accountable to, like Dan and I, just two members of a, you know, a, a, an eight person um, of board. So uh, yeah, there's definitely more votes than we've got there. Uh, and, you know, everything is very transparent around where the money's going, what we're doing with it. Mm, it's a great point. It leads me to a question around um, TX and what you're doing different. So we've spoken previously on, in fact, we did a whole series around mental health at one point where we really called out days like, are you okay? Uh, for, I guess we were calling bullshit on them in that people who are stuck in that space that really need the help the most often can't take that next step to reach out and say, hey, I need some help or no, I don't feel good, something's wrong. Yep. So I really want to understand what TX is doing that's different to what the other already established long-serving charities or, or helplines, et cetera, are doing. Yeah, cool, cool. So I assume it's sort of like Lifeline Beyond Blue you're sort of talking about. Yeah. So they're, they're crisis support services. So they're very much last cause. You ring them. They're volunteer-led. Um, they're people with normally just mental health first aid training. So they do a great job. But what we're saying is, look, you know, I've gone and seen psychologists and I see psychologists and counsellors. Um, I see the same one um, and it's not starting your story um, every time you go in there and meet them. So it's very much a progression through. And that's what our big unique selling proposition is with TX uh, is that you speak to the same counsellor through your journey. And like a really good example of that was that we're at the Bunnings Trade Show in Brisbane about two or three weeks ago. There's a young bloke there, Maxie. He came up to us having a chat. Um, you know, he'd lost his father 12 months before is a third year carpentry apprentice. He's had seven sessions with Kurt, one of our counsellors. Um, and he was just saying to us, he's like, look, boys, there's no, no fucking way I would have been able to afford counselling um, if I had to pay for it. Um, and I also just can't believe that I'm able to speak to the same person through my journey um, and not repeat my story and also take me from where I was to where I am now because I'm being challenged and led and, and, and educated through that process. Whereas a lot of the feedback that we have gotten um, from other organizations is that people just are just repeating their story over and over again. It's actually killing them. Mm -hmm. So for us to be able to get people early on early intervention, know there's an issue I need to get onto it and speak to that same person free of charge and ongoing is, uh, is a way that we're able to make, you know, an astounding amount of impact because on average for, Four sessions um, each person that calls TX has with our counsellors. So four sessions is, um, yeah, something we're really proud of, but we offer up to eight to 10. Um, and if necessary, we can expand on that. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And how are you getting them to call in the first place? So, I, you know, one of the things that I really struggle with here is I, I am not sure enough is done around prevention or educating the people around us to help them 
So what are you guys doing to, I know that you, you know, very much with the, what you're doing with the clothing, it's a conversation starter. It's meant to get us all talking. What is it that you're all doing to get them to pick up the phone? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's actually nothing that we can do um, to you know, try and convince anyone else. It's more just us telling our own story. And that's what we really try and push out to leaders and business owners and, and other tradespeople. It's like, you know, when we go into a talk or, or whatever that is, it's like, hey, look, you give the number a call. So you know what it's like for when you need to call at some stage to get help or you can pass it on to a mate. And the conversation around, I've given them a call. It's a great service compared to, I heard about these guys, maybe you should try them. Um, it's just bringing down those barriers and allowing people to be vulnerable um, and reach out. I think that the conversations are changing around people accessing um, support or, 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 you know, professional support because, you know, everyone talks about eating healthy, going to the gym um, and working on their mental well-being. These are things that are quite um, standard now, you know what I mean? Um, as a lot of people... I know now it's just talking about my own journey and our journey that, um, you know, people come out of the woodwork and like, yeah, you know, I spoke to someone, it was really beneficial. And it's just us being able to try and push that message out and just say, hey, look, once you've got support, um, start telling more people about it so you can bring down those barriers. That's uh, that's sort of the thing that we're, we're trying to do and lead by example, basically. Do you have some of those people that have been through the experience of, of tapping into the support that you provide then have the confidence to tell their tale to a wider audience? Um, not so much a wider audience, but definitely like, you know, mates at work or, or, or partners, um, you know, family members for, for sure. We get that a lot. Um, a lot of the referrals we do get are from, um, from businesses that have, you know, told, you know, told their staff about TX. And then the other big thing as well is, yeah, people telling their mates about it. Um, heard from a friend, heard from, heard from mate is, uh, is one of the, the, you know, main reasons people are calling us, which is great. Love that. We've always said, in fact, we almost named one of the things we were doing pub chat, didn't we? Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's the pub test, right? If, yeah. if you can create something that everyone's happy to talk about in the pub over a beer, totally. you get an outcome instead of it just being something that continues to be shied away. And I think, unfortunately, some of the bigger box um, charities efforts to try and do the same thing you guys are doing have been lost in transition because they're we're trying to reach too many people, whereas you guys have been quite specific about what you're trying to do and who you're talking to. Yeah, we're trying to have a like a narrow focus on a direct target demographic, which is obviously blue collar. Um, and that helps us because people can relate to it better. You know, we're two ex-chippies um, or, you know, majority of our customer base at Trade Mud is, is blue collar. Um, and the service we're providing is based around, um, you know, blue collar employees. So our counsellors, you know, they wear high vis into the office. Um, they speak to blue blue collar people all the time, so they're able to relate better um, to that target demographic and also um, have the empathy and understanding of of how they can help. You know what I mean? Yeah, gosh, that's important. Just that languaging is really important because we don't talk the same. In that, you know, professionals. I think every business class has a different language that we speak in, and tradies speak in a really particular language, and it's so <clears throat> different to what they might experience when they normally go to speak to a counsellor or a psychologist. Um, we need to speak common language that we can all relate to, to lower those barriers and create that vulnerability space that they can lean into. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that 
Um, it is happening, you know, like every time that we go out and do a talk, there's always one person that comes up that's, you know, wants to have a yarn and that's the ability of, hey, look, we've just been vulnerable. We've had a conversation on stage and now someone's come up and is being vulnerable with us. Like we had a guy at the um, Logan City Council, must have been about two months ago. He came up and had a conversation with us. He hasn't had a conversation with anyone about in 25 years. I was like, fucking hell, like that guy's buried that thing so deep inside him for 25 years and never had the courage to come and talk to anyone about it. But he did after we got up there and, you know, talk, talk about what we talk about and, and what journey we've been through and what we're trying to change. And, you know, it's just like, fuck, well, that worked. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it, it is happening. Ed, has there been any downsides to trade Mutt's success and yours and Dan's success over the last five years? Downside. Um, oh, a good one um not like not off the top of my head i think that's yeah anything that felt like a downside at the time has turned into something it's like fuck we needed to go through that you know what <laughs> i mean like we needed that lesson like we got our ass bitten there that was good like I'm not fucking doing that again um i think that's the main thing um and it sounds like pro- probably pretty wanky but it's like yeah fuck ups are good in the way that it's like righto we're not we're not going through that again we've learned that one um and i'm glad it happened at this stage you know when we're doing this turnover not when we're doing double that because it would have been twice as bad and twice as hard to get through um and i think everything is just trying to learn lessons as much as you can i think that's and and solve problems it's like as a business owner um your job 95% of the time is managing staff and fixing problems um and i mean yeah, compared to where we started to where we're at now, it's like I think that we're doing like quite a good job in leading the way in how to, you know, manage staff and give back to staff. And then they, you know, obviously reciprocate that through hard work, dedication and care for the brand and product. Um, so, you know, simple things like having one-on-ones with staff with each manager, you know, every two weeks, just 15-minute chat. They fill it out beforehand. You jump on there, go through it, right? touching base. Is there a fire somewhere? Yep, let's put it out. Can I help somewhere? Yep. Let's get this, make that happen. Um, you know, annual reviews, simple things that most business owners don't do. Um, and then like senior leadership team meetings, like in whole org meetings. Um, and people probably think of it, oh, fuck, that's so much more work, but it's not really, if you have a simple process, it's like, look, I'm going to catch up with this employee once every two weeks for 15 minutes. They're going to come ready for this meeting. I've just got to rock up and go through what they've already said um, and, and sort that sort of stuff out. And I think that, you know, those sorts of things have held us in high regard because we've got to points where it's like six months in and Dan and I've been complaining about an employee and we're like, fuck, we've got to this point. We knew this an issue six months ago. We never did anything about it. Not doing that again. Do you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. yep. it's um, those sorts of lessons. And it's the same thing. You get to that point where you're like, fuck, what are we doing this for? It's so hard. It's like, no, no, well, we just got to implement this. This will make it better um, and, and go from there. So I think the downsides, we always try and, turn into a learning and um, and go from there. Ed, I also wanted to ask you about your um, partnership with Dan. You guys are co-founders and, and you are best mates. Uh, business, I think, has a way of either strengthening relationships or completely fucking them over. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the relationship journey been like for you blokes? Oh, yeah, it's definitely had its ups and downs. I mean, when we first started, like the stress, because we're doing everything... Um, learning how to manage each other's expectations, um, learning about better styles of communication. Um, like I said, like we're polar opposites, but I think in a weird way, we've sort of actually come closer together from how far apart we were. I think we've molding closer to, 
to um, you know working quite similar now, um, which is which is really good because it you know limits the stress for both both person. Um, but I think that's yeah, like the main thing for us is just integrity and being open. You know what I mean? Um, things happen explaining it getting on top of it don't let something don't try and do like don't do something and then hide from it or try and bury it it's like yep yeah, fucked it up or you know did this and this is what's happened getting it out um and sort of moving forward airing grievances um but i mean yeah compared to where we were at to where we're at now it's like i don't think we've ever been closer um which is which is awesome but it's also um yeah you only get through that journey by willing to make it work you know what i mean it's like a marriage um like we all often laugh that i'm in two marriages one with my wife and one with dan um <laughs> and it's like it, it but it is it is a marriage and i mean like you know for me i know being you know married to my wife that i need to be continually growing and putting in and so does she um and with dan it's it's the same you know if i'm not rocking up, um, trying to add value, continue to improve the relationship, well then, you know, it's not going to work for either of us. So uh, yeah, I think we're, we're fortunate there that we've, we're, we're on the same page. Mm. Match made in heaven, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Ed, there's always a space in the coaching space for you if ever you decide on a career. <laughs> coaching. Yeah, I know that where there's, 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 Possibly something in the pipeline. We're working on something, so we'll see where it gets to. That's very exciting indeed. Nice, mate. And what do you have an end goal for TX, or what, what's in the future for TX? What are you looking to do? Yeah, well, I mean, for TX, it's just continuing to to uh, get out into the market and ensure that it's continually growing, um, that we're continually improving the service, uh, and that we're yeah really getting to that target demographic you know what i mean um we've gone through a, a, a lot of learnings with tx um one of the things is like you were saying getting getting people to call getting people to reach out and contact us um and that's something that we're continually working on you know improving how do we break down those barriers for people people to access um free support and free counseling um i think that the interesting thing is is like the the lifetime to convert like a potential client can be very different, you know, like we hand out key rings or whatever it is. And like, you know, you get a call, Brady coming home on a Friday Arvo in traffic. He's had a shit week. He's not well. And he sees the key ring there. He's like, fuck, I've had that on my on my keys for 12 months. Never thought about calling. Today's the day. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get people that will go and do a prezzo. They'll ring the next day. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's us just continually getting brand awareness out there and people understanding how it actually works and the benefit they can get from it. Um, Think that's the most important thing uh, there's no end goal for tx per se it's just we just really want to grow market share and be like that leading provider in this space um for our target demographic basically um and just yeah continuing to to build and expand on that and presumably trademark continues to play a large role in that what's the, what's the goal for trademark yeah, well, trademark, I think the big thing for us, like we've got a like an audacious goal of, you know, having 20% market share of the worker industry by having everyone wearing a trademark shirt every Friday. You know what I mean? Funky shirt Fridays. Um, I know we chatted pre-show about, you know, are you okay day and it being an annual thing. We want, you know, conversations to happen about mental health daily. Um, but if we can make it happen at least one Friday every week, um, you know, that's a really good way of us being able to, get that conversation front of mind, continuing to normalize the conversation, allow people to understand that we've all got mental health. We all need to be looking after it. Um, we have good days, we have shit days, but we need to fill the toolbox um, and tool bag with the, with the right uh, you know, kit to ensure that we can get through the shitty days um, and, and make more good than bad. 
Nice, mate. So, Ed, uh, you've had probably way more than a thousand tradies in a room before, I would say, over the last five years, mate. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but let, let's say you've got a thousand tradies in a room, mate. What's one piece of advice you'd like to leave them with? Um, thousand tradies in a room. I think it is, um, yeah, start sharing your story. I think this is the big thing for us. Dan's TED Talk came out um, a couple of weeks ago. And his whole thing is, yeah, trademark, like we've started conversations with the work where TX were providing free counselling, but for us to really change the culture and the social, um, you know, identity around mental health, we need to be talking about, actually talking about it. Do you know what I mean? I went and got help. I went and saw a psychologist. You know, I often uh, talk in, in, in our conversations around, you know, me and my wife going and seeing a psychologist together, the benefits we've had from that. Um, me seeing my own psych, Dan seeing his own psych. It's uh, it's quite a normal thing to be doing. Um, we just need more people to understand that. Um, yeah, stop trying to white knuckle it. Get some, uh, you know, get some support. Find a professional, and um, yeah, get it off your chest. Love it. Well, mate, it's been a pleasure talking to you again, even though you're sick as a dog. Uh, so right. we appreciate you pushing through today, mate. You've done well. You haven't had a, a choking episode or anything. No, I can hear the I can feel the throat going on me, but we've made it through. <laughs> so, uh, well, we won't drag it out any longer. So you can go and uh, chew on some more cold and flu tablets, mate. Thanks, um, excited to see what uh, what happens in the next five years for you and yeah. Dan and uh, Trade Mutton TX, mate. It sounds like exciting times. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, team. And yeah, if anyone listening wants to. Reach out to TX, feel free to do so on 048 Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So, yeah, thanks, team. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. We'll make yeah, sure all the links Thank are in you. the show notes for anyone listening. Legend. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.